When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs. Got a great show planned for you tonight. Got a special guest coming on with me here in just a few minutes. But first, got to start out the show like every other show. Tell you how you can support the show. Help me grow this show more. Get us out there. And the first thing you can do is going and checking out the merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time dot my shopify.com slash collections slash all again we've got comments before saying man y'all got to shorten that link up hey it is what it is if you want to get to all of our merch the t-shirts hats long sleeve shirts hoodies i know it's getting warm now don't really need the hoodies but hey maybe if you're going and hitting the gym and need a hoodie to put on to start out there you go go check it out and that link is in the description of the audio version of the podcast and on YouTube. So easy enough. Just go follow that link, take you right to everything. And speaking of the audio version, that version of the podcast will be up later tonight. If you want to go check it out, it's on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Go follow the podcast on all those platforms. Leave that five-star rating. Leave comments, questions. I love that interaction. I love getting other people's opinions. Y'all may think of things that I don't think of, and I like seeing that, and maybe I'll start looking at things a different way. Now, if you're watching on YouTube right now, if you're in the live chat, back out of the live chat for a minute. That subscribe button, is it red? If so, click it. Turn it gray. Hit that little bell so you never miss when I go live, when I upload a new video. I really appreciate it, and I'm trying to hit 800 to 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year. So I would appreciate it if you help me hit that goal. It really means a lot. Also, go ahead, hit that like button. Hitting that like button, it helps the show grow. It really does. And speaking of helping the show grow, share this video out. Let's get more people in this live chat. We're going to be covering everything from the AJ trade, all the draft picks. Ryan Tannehill saying that he doesn't feel like he's supposed to be a mentor to Malik Willis. I mean, that's a hot topic right now. Would love to get everyone's opinion on that, see what y'all think. And look, we're not all going to agree on everything, and that's okay. Y'all have y'all's opinions. I have mine. I'm not saying that I'm right. It's just the way I think about things. So share this show out, and let's get more people in here. But that's enough on how you can support my show. It's time to bring on our special guest. 
we have Gavin from Titans Therapy. And I'm telling y'all, I went and watched their latest video today. You need to go check these guys out. So let's bring him in here. Gavin, how you doing tonight, man? What's up, Tyler? How we doing, man? Appreciate having us. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've been wanting to get y'all on for a while now. And I know Corey couldn't make it, but yeah, I, I, I got half of Titans Therapy on here. And <laughs> I, I'm telling you, after this past week, I need a little Titans Therapy. I mean, it, I know. <laughs> there's been a lot going on. For real, for real. You know, when we named the podcast, we we the reason why we named it was right after the Jets loss. We were sitting there and we were texting, man, and we were like, man, this feels therapeutic as we were going back and forth. And we're like, Titans Therapy will be the name of our podcast. And then it was a joke. And then here we are. We, we actually went with it. So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a great name. <laughs> so make sure, and I'm going to pop it up on the screen here too. Cool. But for anyone who ends up listening to the audio version of the podcast, and I just want to say, starting out, the links to Titans Therapy, their Twitter and their YouTube will be in the description. But go ahead, shout your channel out, tell them where they can find you and all that. Yeah, guys, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. Um, good takes, hot takes, bad takes, cold takes. We got all the takes out there on Twitter. I'm a big stats man, uh, so I'm always uh, trying to do fun little nuggets on, on Twitter. Down to get in fights, down to provide some <laughs> therapy, whatever you need. Um, YouTube, we got episodes where a segmented show. We have a rant session um, that's pretty fun. Uh, if you feel like you have a good rant, hit us up and we'll go ahead and throw it up there because, uh, you know, everyone needs someone to talk to, especially when you have – a team like the Titans. So please follow us on Titans Therapy and appreciate y'all. Uh, you're right. With this team, you, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've right. told this story several times before, but my wife, when we met, which she was born up in the Boston area, grew up mm -hmm. a Patriots fan. And since meeting me, she has come over to the Titans. She is a Titans okay. fan through and through now. And she, there's been times where she's looked at me and she's like, how have you been like, how have you done this for so many years? Yeah. And I, I told her, I said, look, that's how you know that I'm never going to leave you because I am loyal yeah. to this team to a fault. <laughs> like I, I've been through the ups and downs with this team. And it's the opposite of a red flag in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> if you love the Titans and you love, you love your partner, man, you know, they're going to give you their all all the time. That's funny. Exactly. Corey's wife uh, is from is from Massachusetts and is a diehard Patriots fan. So whenever we play the Patriots, they can't watch together. So she oh, did no. the opposite. <laughs> she didn't come around. So she'll have to go to a bar or we go to a bar or whatever it is. We can't we can't watch together. So uh, that's funny that you mentioned that. Well, I, I got look the when playing the Patriots, the whenever we first got together and everything, it was going back to that 2019 season. Hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, ending the Brady era in Foxborough, mm -hmm. like it, I was able to, because at that time she was, was still great. a diehard Patriots fan. So I was able to give her a hard time about that. And yeah. it it's fun. And like I said, just now she's moved over to the Titan side and she understands. Life is smooth now. Life yeah. is smooth for you. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's easy. So everyone just to make sure you find it. And again, this will be linked in the description for the audio version and here on YouTube. Their Twitter is at Titans Therapy, YouTube Titans Therapy. Go give them a follow, mm -hmm. subscribe to their channel. They put out great work. And Appreciate speaking it. of the social media, almost forgot to mention, go follow me on social media at Titans underscore time, Instagram Titans time podcast, Facebook Titans time. Look, I'll be honest with y'all. 
Gavin's a lot better at running their social media account than I am my oh, Twitter. Oh, uh, so <laughs> he, he's always putting good stuff out there. I saw some of the stuff you put out there today. So again, y'all make sure to go give them a follow. Follow me as well. Mm-hmm. We, we got some comments here rolling in. Al Pierce, usually always in the building. Al, I appreciate the support. Say die hard, die up. hard. Nice draft. Go Titans. Kick massive tail. Oiler struck. Then we have David Story saying maybe it's a good thing Tannehill won't mentor Willis. We don't want him Oof. teaching him to throw interceptions at the worst possible moments. Oof. We'll, we'll <laughs> that you know I, I I've been seeing this take actually quite a bit. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen everything from Tannehill's a bad leader to this. So we'll definitely we'll dive touch into on that. It. Yeah, we'll touch on uh, it. My wife saying tighten up, guys. Uh, our first date was actually at the NFL draft in Nashville. We went. To, wow. Yeah, it, it was day three of the draft. So, and, and that's, I'll be honest, that's when I knew she was the one. I was like, she, this chick is willing to meet me at the NFL draft in Nashville. Yeah. Like, what more could you ask for there for a in first a sea date? of people? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. That's awesome. Uh, the Pelican three. Well, I hope Tannehill does good, and I hope Malik Willis does good too. There's enough room for them both to do good. And Clowney Super Bowl saying the AJ trade had me crying almost as bad as when Clowney left us. Have Man, to disagree Clowney a little few bit. Years there. back right now, a few <laughs> years back with Clowney. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So first off, I want to hop into. Like I said, we went to the draft in Nashville. It wasn't day uh-huh. one. It, it was day three, so things had calmed yeah. down a little bit. I I still remember seeing pictures of Nashville on day one, how crowded Broadway Best was. Best draft but, they've held. Best draft they've held was Nashville. It looked amazing. So a, even with going to this one this year, you still say Nashville tops it all off. Yeah, I mean, just like just the that one sweeping ESPN view just gave you all you needed to know of just how fun that atmosphere would have been on Broadway, especially you know, the Titans getting out there on stage and, you know, they did the uniform reveal and uh, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff out there. I thought that would have been a really cool element. I personally didn't get to go. Um, But, I I mean, from the camera, it looked like that might have been the best one they've had thus far. And, you know, I I may be a little biased here because I'm in Tennessee, but I'm like, yeah, nothing's going to top Nashville. But like you said, looking back at that view, like that that sweeping view and everything, it was crazy. Even day three. Like it, it was crazy there in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So it awesome experience. But now mm-hmm. y'all were at this draft. Y'all mm-hmm. were wearing y'all's AJ Brown jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey had just bought a stitched AJ Brown jersey from the team store because they just yeah. came out in like March. Yeah, like pulled the trigger on it. I remember seeing this on y'all's podcast that you put out today. Only time he buys one is if it's a Hall of Fame caliber player and or franchise uh, guy franchise franchise guy, guy. gotta be so, gotta be like five to ten years franchise guy so even with all of the aj brown Ouch. contract stuff going on he pulls the trigger gets it because hey we're led to believe aj's not going yeah. anywhere y- y'all That's are sitting key. there led to believe <laughs> exactly so <laughs> y'all are there titans are at 26 draft starts going on all of a sudden Titans are up at 18. Trade's mm-hmm. been done. Y'all don't know what's going on. I know you said y'all had bad service. Y'all are trying to figure it out. 
had people mm-hmm. around you saying, "Holy shit, AJ Brown to the Eagles." Yeah. You're like, "Yeah, what, you know, what whatever, like <laughs> that that's not happening." I was actually on a friend of the show, The Power Hour. Everyone Yeah. Y- y'all have heard me shout him out before. Great show. On his show. Go check Great him show. Out. Great show. It, it is. I was on his draftacular with him. It was uh, me, P-Shark, and Ryan Harris. And mm-hmm. we're sitting there. Studs. He breaks this news to us. And it was like you let the air out of all of our houses, out, out of the show. Like, we were in disbelief. Yeah. Like, okay, what what do we get for AJ? We're waiting on that to come up. And we're like, you know, they, they got to be taking a receiver now. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of Titans fans. I know y'all, all of us were big on Traylon Burks. Like Traylon Burks, yeah. But I don't think we wanted Traylon Burks at the price of AJ. I, I felt like we wanted Traylon Burks to play with AJ. Like, you know, as a compliment to it, AJ. Exactly. Versus being the AJ replacement. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from I'll tell you what, from being right there in at the rail, I guess the story is kind of crazy if you think about it. We got there at 10 a.m., Mm-hmm. Um, we were drinking in the Uber on the way to get there at 10 in the morning. <laughs> so we, I was ready to go. Should have known. I got to 11 beers became before it became too impossible to get through the crowd. 11. <laughs> Wish I, maybe it was a sign. Maybe it was a sign, but um, yeah, we're, we're there wearing the AJs and everyone's telling us of the deal to the Eagles, not the compensation. Right. Everyone's like, Oh, the contract signed hundred million 57 guaranteed. And we're thinking, well, what did we get for him? We right. hear we got two firsts and a third. And I'm like, wow, that's a good haul. Yeah. Honestly, that's a good haul. Next year's first, whatever. And then slowly we, you know, I, my phone's going crazy. And apparently we were on ESPN at that moment. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize. I, have you seen the video? I have. Uh, yeah. So we were on ESPN while they were announcing the Titans pick. So that wasn't our initial reaction because that was when the pick was in. But the initial reaction was something fierce. We were freaking out. We were yelling. Uh, I took the AJ jersey off for a second. Uh, Not because I thought the AJ was at the problem, but just because like out of disbelief, like I loved AJ. So I didn't want to like tarnish his reputation by wearing this jersey. And then I put it back on. I was trying to be a good sport. And then my fiance, who was next to me, and then Corey were like, I don't want to be a meme. So they started like pretending excited, but I couldn't. I was just like, right. <laughs> why are we happy? Like, right. like, yeah, we're losing a guy who's a cornerstone player for us, who is a true blue chip player for us. When we win games, he plays well. That's mm-hmm. the formula. And so I was like, man, getting an unknown, a given he's talented, Traylon Burks, right. but we don't know what Traylon Burks will become. So exactly. uh, I'll tell you what, the draft, it, it, it was an emotional moment for sure. And then we were sunburnt. We were tired. We hadn't <laughs> eaten. We couldn't go to the bathroom because we were at the front of the rail. We would lose our spot. So like it was just a long day. And then to lose AJ and just, it was pretty deflating, man. It was pretty yeah. deflating. <laughs> I, I honestly think the only thing that like really helped my reaction, because I've saw videos of people like, cussing j-rob through the tv and you know just mad enough to break stuff and i think the thing that helped me most was being on a live show with power hour Mm. and all those guys you had to hold yourself accountable for your behavior exactly all of us were you know it was the disbelief took over and none of us were happy and we didn't really know what to think because like i said leading up to this we thought there. 
AJ's with the team no matter what. Like mm-hmm. J Rob and Mike Vrabel, not going to let it happen. And we're going to still dive got a year to, plus franchise yeah. tags if we want. We can like we can do whatever we're, we want. We're good. And yeah. when this broke, I'm thinking of all this stuff, and we'll kind of dive into this more. But like you mentioned, he's a cornerstone player or was a cornerstone player for mm-hmm. our team. He's the receiver that for 15 plus years we've, we've been, been searching for. for. Like yeah. he's proven. Yes, I, I know the knee injuries. He, he's been in and out. But you mm-hmm. look at even when his knees were messed up, you know, I think back to the Ravens game and where he just powered through five, six guys to get into the end zone. And, yeah, he'd go out for a play or two, but then he'd come back with a fire lit under him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you've, you've not had luck with drafting receivers. Corey Davis didn't pan out. Uh, Justin Hunter didn't pan out. That's just a cup. Kenny Britt. You know, just a couple there to name a few, like guys we've searched through. Mm-hmm. Not, not been a hit. AJ puts up I, over a thousand yards in his rookie season. Second yeah. year puts up over a thousand. Closed in on it this year, even missing. I think it was what six games or something like that. I mean, who, all you got to think about this is in our last two playoff games, who's the only player to score a touchdown for us? Exactly. So what, was it Derrick Henry? No, nope. no. <laughs> It was A.J. Brown scored in our last two playoff games. He's the only player that scored a touchdown for us. Think yep. about that. So that that right there spoke volume, and I'm like, we don't – like, why are we starting over? And I really hate it, and we'll dive into Traylon Burks a little bit later, but I hate mm-hmm. it for him because his moment got overshadowed by this. No question. But, yeah, you know, it, it was one of those things where now as more has come out, and I don't just stick to one side of the story. I've been, I've looked at what AJ told TD, and then I look at what the Titans have pretty much come out and released. And I'm like, okay, so the truth is right here in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just like any other story. When you get two sides, you put them together, and okay, this is kind of what it's like. But my, my biggest problem now, I actually have more of a problem with AJ than I do the Titans organization because especially looking at his press conference with the Eagles, they flat out ask him, did you request a trade and what Mm -hmm. led up to that? And he chose to respond by saying that he doesn't want to get into all that. Basically, that's in the past. He just wants to look forward. AJ, I I wish you the best going forward. Uh, I don't want to see you get hurt or anything like that. Obviously, I wouldn't mind if, you know, your seasons weren't as good with the Eagles. He plays terrible against us yeah. next, next year. That's <laughs> exactly. the ideal. Yeah. So, but I'm with you. I'm with you. Take take responsibility. If you ask for the trade, I mean, we know, hell, Debo wants out of San Francisco. Yeah. He, he requested a trade. It's been made public. Just say, yeah, I requested a trade. I wanted to be out of Tennessee. Like, even with all the love the fans gave you, I would have more respect for you if you actually come out and say yes, this is what I this is what happened. I requested mm-hmm. the trade, and from the numbers that the Titans are saying that he wanted, I can't blame him for I getting rid of him. Bit. But I'm yeah. also like, you still had him for a year, and like you said, possibly even two with the franchise tag. He says mm-hmm. he's not going to touch grass unless he gets paid. Well, guess what? You're not going to get paid because you're not showing up. You're actually going to get fined. You're on a rookie deal. You would have shown mm-hmm. up eventually because you're going to need that money from your check <laughs> to pay those yeah. fines. Like it, 
it's I, I, the I wish had the leverage. I wish he would have also said something nice about the fans in Tennessee in his time because you know he said his only tweet was "Love y'all, Tennessee," and man, we as a fan base cherish that man. When mm-hmm. he said he he had mental health issues, what did we do? We rallied as a squad. Yeah, behind him one hundred percent. What did we do when we see him in the community? We loved on him. What did we do when anytime he interacted with any of us, we loved it. We mm-hmm. treated him like royalty while he was with the Titans. So to to not get any sort of man, I love my time in Tennessee. I really enjoyed that fan base. They treated me really well. Uh, the coaching staff, you know, Coach Vrabel's a great coach. To, to to talk about people or to not talk about people, excuse me, that you allegedly had an amazing relationship with, even though you guys had to go your separate ways, we could have not traded him. We right. could have been, uh, we could, or the Titans could have been terrible to him and kept him at bay. And like you said, go down the fine process, drag things out, make life a little more miserable, a little more difficult for him to find that next contract. No, we did what was right, right. by him. Could we, we could have sent him to the Washington Commanders. We could have sent him to some other t- Chicago Bears. We yep. could have sent him anywhere. <laughs> we sent him to where his best friend who i didn't know they were super super close but they they are Mm -hmm. um we sent him where he wanted to go exactly at least be a little appreciative to the fan base and to the people that you had to split with I, i i know that as as a fan it sucks because when I think of the great moments of the last few years, man, AJ Brown's wrapped up in a lot of those great moments. Yep. And I don't want that to get lost in this because he was a damn good player for us and mm-hmm. he was good in the community and he was good to the fans and he helped revitalize Titans football over the last three years. Undoubt, undoubtedly. So I, th- I think, I think he deserves some respect, but man, my man, I hope Traylon Burks outperforms him. I'm, yeah, I'm really it, looking it, for a little Traylon Burks outperforming him. So yep. I don't know if it'll be like that, but uh, I'm Traylon Burks. I'm excited about this guy. It, it, exactly. And my wife in the chat brings up a good point. I want to hit on a couple of these uh, comments right quick. Uh, David Story saying, I'm assuming Robert Woods is going to be wide receiver one. Do y'all think wide receiver two will be Nick Westbrook, Kena, or Traylon Burks? Uh, I'm going to say, man, that's tough because Burke's coming in as a rookie but being the 18th overall pick I I think Burke's will depending on if Woods is ready to go at the start of the season Burke's is Mm -hmm. probably going to be wide receiver one at the start yeah and then yeah Woods will I think shift to the wide receiver one uh crazy to think with that yep oh sorry go ahead no go ahead I was going to say with that, I also think you got to think inside-outside type receivers mm-hmm. versus like a numbering order. Traylon played a lot of his snaps in Arkansas that were created plays for him out of the snap to get – or out of the slot to get yep. touches. When you looked at how Robert Woods fit into the Rams offense, same thing. A lot of motion. He played a lot of inside te- yep. or inside like shifts. Um, and Nick Westbrook-Akita, he, he stayed more outside last year when he would step in for Julio. So I right. still think the Titans are going to go find a, an outside type receiver to add some speed. Um, that that would make sense because getting a guy like Jarvis would be a repeat of a Robert Woods. They're the same type of player. Right. Um, so I, I think I think basically for me, I would say there isn't a wide receiver one, two, and three. I would just say they line up in different things, in different spots because yep. they do different things well. So and, and that, I, I, I'm just excited to, to see them it. work together. I, I'm excited to see how they all combine it because you can get really creative with guys that have really, you know, diverse skill sets like all three of them do, especially with their their ability to block as wide receivers. Great blockers, all right. three of those guys. 
Yeah, for sure. And he says, crazy to think that we were hyped for AJ and Julio, and now we have neither. For yeah. real, we were just talking about that. It's <laughs> wild. Uh, Clowney Super Bowl saying, we don't currently have a wide receiver one. Defense won't have to game plan for anyone we have on the outside. And I mean, that, that that's some good points because, like you said, looking at it that way, it's you don't really have a guy that's taken over that spot yet. We won't know who the wide receiver one is till probably halfway through the year. Like, and yeah. then we may get a clearer picture. And my wife says on the AJ stuff, talking about the tweet, he did actually uh, put out a longer tweet and then deleted it. And she put it here Tennessee, I love you and you will forever be in my heart. I can say this now. This was not my fault, but I wish you all the best. Love. And he Missed deleted that, that tweet. Though. Miss yeah. me with that. He deleted that tweet because of this is this was not my fault because he knew what was going to come out. Yeah. And uh, another I was probably thing, depressed in the Uber when that tweet yeah. came out. I, <laughs> I wasn't on my I was probably falling asleep in the Uber at that moment. Right. Uh, <laughs> so the, the other thing from his press conference that really and, and I want to say because I know you mentioned this, his time here in Tennessee, I want to thank him for it. The, the no memories that he gave us, he was great for us. I'm not just going to act like, you know, sweep him under the rug. Like, no, he created a lot of great moments mm -hmm. for us, and we cheered for him hard. But he made a comment in his press conference about how he's not a regular season guy. He hasn't won anything, really, since high school. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he's more of a postseason guy. And you can't help but feel like that's a shot at the Titans and at Ryan Tannehill because of being first game for the last two years in the playoffs, getting put out. But, you know, I, I got thinking about that, and I went back and I looked at the Eagles. Last three years, you know, last, three years, Titans, yeah, last three years, Titans have been in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Out of the last three years, the Eagles have been in the playoffs twice. But they lost in the wild card round. So, mm -hmm. AJ, uh, may want to do a little bit more research there mm -hmm. and see because the team you went to hadn't been doing any winning in the postseason either. Like, and I'll, uh, and I'll ask you this, like, straight up. Like, I, I, I do this thing sometimes where I'll look at quarterbacks and I'll just make a list right now, top, 1 through 32, where do I think they are, and then I'll pass it off to someone. Personally, I believe the gap between Ryan Tannehill and Jalen Hurts, plus or minus, where whoever you think is better from whatever angle you want to approach it, it's mm -hmm. not that big where you think you're going to instantly be going Super Bowl based off a change in quarterback. Exactly. So I, 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 I think I think the comment was a little uh, it was a little uh, off from from AJ, especially because he had won back-to-back -back division titles and went to the AFC right. championship game in his rookie year. You know how many rookies go to the AFC championship game? Only four teams go. So right. not, you're not really, you're not really doing the best there with that comment. But um, I don't think the Eagles are going to get further than the Titans will this year. Um, whether that's even making the playoffs, because they got to win their division and the Cowboys could win the division. The commanders mm -hmm. made up a lot of ground. I thought the, the giants nailed the draft. Um, I, so I think, they're going to have more competition this year. It's not going to be nearly as easy, but the AFC is a lot more difficult. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I agree out. with that. The, the AFC yeah. is crazy. And I mean, really, if you, you mentioned some of the other teams in the NFC East, and I'm not really thinking about the 
commanders as much because Carson Wentz is their quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, sorry. I just don't really see that helping them out <laughs> a whole lot. Uh, they got, he's got better weapons there, though, in my it, opinion, than he did, than he it, did in He does, uh, but Carson Wentz is going to Carson Wentz. I mean, <laughs> that, that's what it comes down yeah. to. Uh, now, like you said, the Giants, I feel like they had a solid draft. The Cowboys, when Dak stays healthy, they're usually always in the mix They'll be there. In it. They'll be in but it. really, what he done, and it, it kind of hurts me to say this, but the AFC South, as far mm-hmm. as the AFC goes, when you put Winnable. the four teams together, it's the weakest division in the AFC. Love it. Especially and, with Deshaun Watson being gone, yep. gone. Love it. NFC, you look at the NFC East. It's it's the bottom of the NFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. So, yeah, you, you're still in a position where you might can win the division. But my question is, okay, you and Jalen Hurts are real good friends. Yes, when y'all are out there just throwing the ball around, y'all can have that chemistry. It's different when you throw a defense out there that's trying to stop you. And what happens if, you know, things don't go your way? What happens if your best friend isn't getting you the ball as much? Yeah. Like what what, what <laughs> happens when you don't have Derrick Henry getting yep. 30 carries <laughs> and they're throwing to you 10 more times and you already missing these games and already having surgeries? Let's see how that dur- durability holds up when you're more uh, involved as you maybe hope you are. Right. Um, I, I know AJ wants to bet on himself. Hey, he has all the right to do it. He has all the talent in the world to bet on himself. Not going to like disgrace him for, for anything he did with us. I, I'm wishing him the best. When he's not playing us, he's going to ball. I'm probably yep. still going to be looking for him in fantasy football. Like <laughs> I, 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 I don't have anything bad to say about AJ other than I wish it would have been handled differently. It was a shock to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish we would have gotten like a little, little more than we got for him. But, uh, and, and yeah. I agree on that point because when I'm seeing the compensation for it, I'm like, man, all we got was a first and a third. Like, I, I feel like we should have got more. And did you see the Debo proposed trade? Uh, it was pick, pick 10 and a full, uh, a third and a fourth um, from the, from the um, Jets, from the Jets. And then the Niners had to give up a fifth and Debo. So they would have been eight picks better, whatever right. your value is on eight picks, but a third. So actually in comparison to the Debo offer, it was a right. pretty good offer. Yeah. Um, so, but I still and, felt and- like, man, it just he just meant so much. Exactly. That's why he feels and, and like we should have got more. Like yeah. he meant so much to us and this organization yeah. that we feel like we should have got more. But in all reality, you look at these other receiver deals that got done, the Devontae Adams trade, the Tyreek Hill trade's kind of an outlier because I think Miami Unreal. gave up like five picks for him or something like that. But either way, you look at all the deals that have been done and it's like, okay, that kind of falls right where it probably should have been. But yeah, as Titans fans, big AJ fans, we're like, man, if we were going to do that, why didn't we get more? Like, why didn't we – I don't know if the Eagles had a second or not. I can't remember for sure. But, like, why didn't we get a either. second? I, I or, blacked out after that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, my attention span was gone, dude. <laughs> so, uh, again, want to thank AJ for everything you done here. This is not just to blast him – just wish he would have handled it a different way and mm-hmm. actually owned up to it. You had a chance to own up to it, and that would have spoke volumes. If you would have just said, look, 
I, I, w- I wanted to be out of Tennessee. I wanted to come here, play with my best friend. Okay. that It, it is yeah. what it is. You're a professional athlete. You can yeah. try and play where you want to play. I, like, yes, it'll fair, still though, hurt. We've learned in the last 24 hours it's not easy to answer every question perfect. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> and so also, to be fair, when, when you're at a press conference and people be talking to you, sometimes the questions <laughs> might lead you to say something you don't necessarily plan on saying that could be misconstrued or whatever. So uh, I'm sure we're about to touch on that in not yeah, too long. So. We will. Uh, first, <laughs> before we hop into talking about the draft picks, I know you've already talked about them on your show. A lot of other people have already talked about them. We're just going to go over them. Kind of give yeah. our thoughts, who we're most excited for. But before we get into that, I want to get into a segment of the show. It's the best bets segment presented by DraftKings. And, you know, DraftKings, the NBA playoffs are going on right now, and they got some good offers out there. Mm. I mean, there, there's nonstop action with the playoffs going on. A game, it seems like, every night. And DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NBA This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if that team does win. And if you're looking for a bigger payday, I know I usually get greedy and I I go for that bigger payday. DraftKings also offers same-game parlays where you can do just that. Build your parlays up, get those bigger odds, win more money, Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. Boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show details for more on that. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, uh, 1-800-NEXT-STEP, 1-800-522-4700, Visit ccpg.org slash chat. 1-800-BETS-OFF, 1-877-770-STOP, 877-8-467-369, or you can text 467-369. Visit opgr.org, call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789, or 1-888-532-3500. Again, must be 21 years older, minimum $5 deposit required. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And... You know, I over the last couple of weeks leading up to the draft, I, I got a, a little crow on this. I said, Aiden Hutchinson, bet on him be the number one pick. And mm. the show right before the draft that I done because of everything coming out, I said, okay, everyone, y'all are going to want to go hedge that bet and put it on Walker from Georgia because it's looking like he's going to be the number one pick. And sure enough, he was. But I want to do a little bit of looking ahead. Uh, not sure if you're a gambler or not. You like throwing a little bit of money around. But I may or may not uh, put some money on <laughs> Titans and the money line in the over for points every uh, week. But we'll, we'll uh, talk about it. 
I'm looking ahead at the offensive rookie of the year for this next year, just mm-hmm. because they've got mm-hmm. these odds out and, you know, maybe a little too early to be looking at this, but Hey, it's when the odds could be the best for whatever player you may be wanting to go for. If your team, you know, Hey, just went through the draft and unless your team didn't have any draft picks for some reason, Rams, like not until like the fifth or sixth round, then your guy may have a shot. And mm-hmm. Traylon Burks right now is opening up as the second favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Kenny Pickett is the most favored. Then you have Traylon Burks and Drake London following that up at plus 750. So I want to ask I'll you. I'll what, that's a real good bet right there. Yeah, I, I was going to ask on that. Do you think you take a chance on Traylon Burks possibly winning Offensive Rookie of the Year because, you know, A.J.'s gone. I, I may have actually liked his odds more if A.J. would have still been here because A.J. would have drawn all the coverage. But what do you think on that? Well, well, my first thought is if Kenny Pickett's leading it, he's still got to win the job over Mitch Trubisky, who I, I know that they're still going to go on. So um, as far as I'm concerned, that means he's really – the best odds that are are the, the favorite, in my opinion, because right. I'm looking at that like Kenny Pickett has to win the starting job before you can even guarantee he's going to get some playing time to be the rookie of the year. With that being said, Drake London, man, that depends on that QB down there. But uh, they got they got other weapons too, and that Jets draft was money, and that Jets mm. free agency and what they've done, they got a better football team, which I think could translate to him being more successful because of the group. They're all better. So I, I like those two guys being up there. But Traylon, man, let's think about the touches that are available in this offense. Yep. How many targets a game would you guess NWI gets? Well, I guarantee you Traylon's going to get more. Yeah. M- okay, more now you got, you, got, you got Derrick Henry. What's happening if you know we get behind early, we stick to the game plan, we stick to the game plan, but it doesn't work out. It's happened before. We start throwing. Yep. Okay, well – that's reps for trailing. And as far as I'm concerned, our, our offense is going to look a lot different this year than it looked last year. Last year and, was a good And we got Tim Kelly. Special. Yeah, I was going to say, not, not just Tim Kelly, but last year we were so injured. Offensive line, wide mm-hmm. receivers, literally everyone. Any prop that you had for any Titans player last year wasn't going to hit just because the cast was in disarray. Yeah. So this <laughs> year you we were going into it expecting and hoping and knowing Todd Downing might have to switch things up more 12 personnel with a guy like Hooper and you get Chig. Okay. Suddenly you're explosive at the tight end position. That's more weapons. That means you have more availability for your guys. So I think, uh, I think there's going to be more options for Tannehill this year. Um, Hopefully they all stay healthy, but Traylon Burks, man, I'm thinking touchdown wise, Traylon Burks is going to be the guy catching them. If I'm, if I'm going touchdowns, I don't know about um, overall receptions and yards, but touchdowns, right. man, that's what people care about. If he gets 12 touchdowns, he's winning rookie of the year. Yeah, I, exactly. So when, when I saw those odds, because when they were first released, I hadn't even looked on DraftKings yet. And I saw that he was the second favorite. I was like, that's a little surprising, but mm. you know, Hey, he could we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll take it. Like I, I may just have to throw some money down on that. And my wife actually says that as well, that she, uh, her money is on Burks. And since we're talking about him, we can go ahead, start diving in to these rookies here. And 
like we said, Titans trade AJ. They move up to pick 18 because, let's face it, receivers were coming off the board quick. Yeah, and no doubt. They, they had to move up to 18. They knew that they were going to be trading AJ. They needed to go get a guy that, even though they say that he's not necessarily his replacement, AJ is the guy that Burks has been compared to. Like that, mm-hmm. that's his NFL comp. And they move up round one, pick 18, grab Traylon Burks. And I, I want to say I feel bad for Burks because while I think some fans are rational and know, okay, he's coming in as a rookie, like we don't need to put expectations too high. But then there are fans out there that are like, oh, he's like AJ, same play style, a little bit taller than AJ, massive hands. I mean, the, the guy should not have, knock on wood, any problem with drops. Mm-hmm. But the expectations of AJ had a th- over 1,000 yards his rookie year, put up 1,000 yards in his second year, came close to that this last year, like, People are going to say he's got to at yeah. this point come in and outperform AJ. Yeah, I to a point, and it's not even because AJ got tra- like AJ's gone. It's the fact of okay, the Titans had found the receiver they had been looking for, trade him away. Now they have to start over. For me, that's where the pressure comes in. Of okay, I'm not asking you to be AJ. I'm asking you to be Traylon Burks. Everything you've done at Arkansas, bring all of that. Bring your work ethic. Bring your killing hogs with your bare hand mentality. Yeah. <laughs> like be you, brother. Just, be you. It, yeah, exactly. Be be you. Yeah. Come in. Do yeah. what you do, and you'll be fine. I think you can take over that spot. I'll tell you what. For from first things first, I had to sit back and really be impressed with him as a person for handling you know, A.J. Brown gets traded, and mm-hmm. he didn't even, for a second, I think there was a clip, he just goes, yikes. And then after yeah. that, all he, all he did was say, oh, I don't need to replace tra- or uh, replace A.J. Brown, it's need to be me. I don't care about this, I don't care about that. Smiles, look, me, fresh. I'm just, he just was himself. He didn't try to, like, be impressive. That right. was the thing. He didn't try to, like, be like, hey, fans, don't worry. I, I'm here to save the day. He didn't have that type of mentality is what I picked up on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is, AJ came on to this roster, and who was the, the number one wide receiver we had? Corey Davis, pick number five yep. overall the year before, okay? he This time is a lot different. On this roster, Traylon Burks comes in with a hurt Robert Woods, who everyone mm-hmm. says Robert Woods is the best teammate like they had ever had like you right. have Andrew Whitworth over here writing him over his heart in the Super Bowl like mm-hmm. like literally people love Robert Woods so you can tell me there is not going to be a better mentor <laughs> you love that word mentor mm-hmm. uh uh right now for Traylon Burks than a guy like Robert Woods who's going to show him how to practice how to do it in the recovery room how all that should be done at the NFL level and so mm-hmm. I'm actually really confident he's going to be a step or two ahead because look at what happened when Cooper Cup came to the Rams and Robert Woods was there. Cooper yep. Cup instantly. I was I went to Washington State. I think you can see 
over here, got my Washington yep. State thing. That's an hour minute from or hour from Cheney, Eastern Washington, where Cooper Cup went. And we knew about Cooper Cup long before the world did. And and I'm telling you right now, he the example is there. Robert Wood showed him the route tree and taught him stuff, and he was great. Where does Cooper Cup play? The slot. Where does Traylon Burks play? The slot. Yep. So I, I do think that. Woods will be able to help him more than AJ even had help coming out. So that combined with Ryan Tannehill's kind of different chip on his shoulder, the way he was kind of carrying himself yesterday. (laughs) Um, Plus maybe some changes in the offense. The tight end rooms a lot better. Now the O-line's got questions, but in terms of passing, we could see a more pass happy Titans offense in 2022. And I think we should. Um, Mm. But with that being said, Traylon Burks, just be you dude. And bring yep. your personality. Bring bring that big smile. Don't try to be anything you're not. Just just be you. I think he's the fan base will fall in love with this guy. He's exactly the type of person that is easy to root for. Just like AJ was easy to root for with his big yep. smile. Okay, well, guess what? Traylon Burks got those killer deadly eyes, just making yeah. all the ladies <laughs> drop dead. And and I think that he's gonna be able to um, really get some love from this fan base quickly, especially with the AJ thing kind of turning the corner with the negativity a little bit yep. here, people are going to rally behind him. So I'm, yeah. I'm one of those guys and I'm excited to see him play. Exactly. And that may be what takes the pressure off of him. Some as far as what his what, eyes or the well, AJ not, thing. Well, the, uh, both. <laughs> uh, I mean, hell, he may be standing out there on the field and the DB may get distracted by his eyes. And next thing he knows, Traylon Burks is behind him yeah. on a deep breath. Like, you know, but, <laughs> Just the Sorry, fans. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, that's right. The fans, all that kind of now, like, I mean, you said hatred towards AJ for how the new stuff coming out. It's like, okay, we want Burks to outperform AJ. We don't want him to be the next eight. We want him to go above and beyond. And like you what said, what realistic just, like stat line would you be happy with? From from Traylon Burks this year, realistic stat line. Realistic, I'm gonna say anywhere from seven to I, I'm gonna do a wide range, seven to nine hundred yards, just because, okay. like you said, with this offense being revamped, I think there's a chance for him to get more touches. Um, how many touchdowns? touchdowns I'm gonna say I'm gonna go six. I feel like that's a good number right in there. It, it's not going too crazy, you know, saying double digits. I do think he's going to get a lot of chances down in the red mm-hmm. zone. But I, I think I, I'm going to shoot for six as a realistic stat line for his rookie year. I would be so. ecstatic with 700 yards and six touchdowns his rookie year. Robert Woods, I mean, you got to think Robert Woods is going to get his two. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones had one touchdown last year. Yep. He could have had two at that Seahawks one. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but he only had one touchdown. I guarantee you between Traylon Burks and Robert Woods, they have more than AJ and Julio had combined last year. Yeah. You got to remember Tannehill th- threw 33 touchdowns in 2020. I'm, I bet you he's going to be close to that number again this year. I have a way, right. a lot of faith in how, how the offense is going to look this year. I'm just worried about the O line. But yeah. back to your point, Traylon Burks, 700 to 900 would be phenomenal for him. Yep. I hope he's really big on third down. I think third down catches are something that you know this team really has been missing 
over mm. over the years. AJ had a couple phenomenal third down games. The the Niners one and the, the Bills one come to memory where he yep. had like 12 catches for thir- first downs on third down. I'm like, what? But yeah. um, but anyway, yeah, I really hope that that he's just he's just consistent and he's healthy. If we get consistent and healthy, the stat line doesn't matter that much. Yep. Yeah, right. uh, like you said, the being consistent, being healthy, and I mean, really, the dude's game. How after he gets the ball in his hands, his run after the catch, like that's one of his biggest upsides. Now, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. As far as coming into the league, I don't think his route tree is as developed as like AJ's was. Even especially AJ year three, like I don't mm-hmm. expect him to come yeah. out and have that route tree. But you mentioned it, having Robert Woods as that mentor to teach him this route tree, get him better. Like, I I have a lot of faith in Burks. Let him come in, do his thing. And, you know, hey, if we're lucky, he blows that realistic stat line out of the water and ends up with over 1,000 yards. And, you know. If that's the case, Corey's buying a jersey. Corey's buying a jersey. (laughs) He'll break his rule again. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean. You know, that that's the hope is that he can exceed those expectations. But, you know, I, that's what I would be happy with. And yeah, me too. we'll kind of keep moving on here. Mm. Round two, pick 35. Titans traded 26 and with the Jets, moved back to 35. And a pick that really surprised me, Roger McCreary from Auburn. And yeah. surprised me as the, well. At this point, you know, like I mentioned, I was on Power Hours Draftacular. After AJ got traded, we saw that we still had 26. I I went on record then. I was like, at this point, if you're trading draft AJ, Malik. draft Malik at 26. Like, yeah, go ahead, I get him. Thing. And when they traded back, I was like, okay. And then when they went at 35, I'm like, all right, at this point, Good chance Malik's going to be gone. Grab another receiver. Like, you got rid of AJ. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, at coming into the draft, we were like, we have AJ, we have Woods. Let's grab a receiver. We'll have three guys there. We'll be, you know, I, I like that better. Trade AJ. Well, hey, now we're back down to, you know, really two. two. Yeah, like, grab another guy there. But they go corner. And I, I get it because – you look at the injuries last year, you look at how some of our secondary went down. Uh, people have always said you can never have too many cornerbacks and you can never have too many edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get it. You got to have that depth. It was just a surprise pick. Now McCreary, he's a guy that from what I'm seeing, he, he plays is, football, man. He, 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 he does. plays football. He fits Brable's style. That man yeah. press coverage. He gets up in their face. The biggest knock on him, I think, is like his arm length. But I, I was watching some highlights of his, and No Flags Film does a great job of breaking Shout out these no guys. No Flags down. Film, man, for real. And, all all the lead up for the draft and during the draft and post draft, amazing yep. coverage. Really, but, really big asset. I, I, I don't know how the dude finds the time to break all Insane. of these people down. But he talks about how McCreary he does like he does like to guess times on receivers routes and he may turn his hips the wrong way but he's so fluid that even when he turns his hips the wrong way he 
he gets turned back to the receiver and is right back on him, like in no time. So, I after looking at this pick more, I I'm not going to say it was my favorite pick, like right now, but you know it it adds depth which we need. And from talking to Power Hour and some other guys, I'm like, you know, the the dude's probably going to fit more in the slot. But we have Elijah Molden who played really well his rookie season. Like, yes, mm-hmm. he had his moments. But what happens there? And Power Hour brought up a good point of, well, we may see, you know, Hooker, he's in a contract year. Do the Titans say, okay, we don't want to have to pay Hooker what he's going to want. Move on from him. Drop Molden back to safety since he is a little bit slower and put McCreary there in the slot. You know, so just something to think about. That could have been why they went ahead and added a guy this yeah. year. So... It, it, it's well, going to be me, interesting to see. For me, I, I view it as Caleb Farley insurance. That's what I view it as. I I, I view be. it as I view it as oh okay, Caleb's coming off injury. He suffered in October. You know he tore his other ACL prior to yep. that, so he's got both ACLs torn. We're paying him a good chunk of money here to be a first round pick, four year deal, right? Well, the ages of our defensive backs right now. All of them are young, other than yep. Kevin Byard. Literally, all of them are young. What's one of the most expensive positions in free agency? It's DB. So if yep. we keep drafting young guys and keep doing that, then we don't have to go spin big on free agency, which we did for a Malcolm Butler, which we yep. did for in previous years. So I, I sit there and I think to myself, all right, safety is a low franchise tag number. Worst case, your franchise tag uh hooker next year Mm -hmm. and you're you're looking at 10 million guaranteed for the one year okay and then you're you got big jeff on a fifth year and you could sign nate davis if you want and you can extend david long and then that 2019 draft class is taking care of itself that's the easy financial solution so anyway back to mccreary because that's who this was about all right my fiance's family um they're big alabama fans i know and they're (laughs) they're they have roots from alabama so they're actually from there, whatever. Right. And, um, and so I remember that Auburn-Alabama crazy overtime game. You know mm-hmm. what game I'm talking about? It was, like, yep. it was like six overtimes or four overtimes. One of the two, four overtimes, I think. Auburn ends up losing the game. But that stat line in that game that went on, Roger McCreary allowed to Mechie and Jamison Williams almost nothing. Yep. He was on them either way, wherever he's at, he was on them the whole time. I remember he stood out in that game. I remember physically watching that game and, and seeing that. And then also when you have Caleb Farley, who you don't know about, but Molden is a little undersized and I can't do for, for a slot guy. Even he's a little, he's a little small. He's, he's a dog yep. for sure. Pun intended because it's college. Um, <laughs> but uh, Molden, Molden's kind of my guy because my cousin's married to him. Actually. Oh, wow. So I, I haven't met him or anything yet, but we we've chatted a few times. Uh, so I can't I can't slander Molden one bit. Right? <laughs> no, uh, exactly. And I love Molden as a whenever he came in last year. And yeah, I, I know. Like I said, there were a couple of times where, you know, yeah, he got burnt, but that happens to a lot of rookies. It happens to he a also lot wasn't of veterans. Super healthy last year too. People, right. people don't know, but he he was dealing with a lot. So this year, his goal is just to be healthy. Um, but so, anyway, McCreary's good depth. You can't have too much depth. I mean, Chris Jackson was playing five games started for us last year. I mean, mm-hmm. you, not not a knock on Chris Jackson. He did well for what he was stepping to do. But we got to remember, week 10, we had to go get Buster Screen off the street. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. So we re-sign Buster, but he's not a long-term solution. Guess what? Next year we don't have to re-sign Buster because McCreary's on the roster and yep. veteran is going to cost more than McCreary would anyway in the long run. So yep. I think it's a good depth pick. It's thinking forward. It's thinking how can we keep this team young next year and hit free agency in our big holes when we have extra money slash pay big Jeff 500 to maybe 10 billion, whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I, I think, I think that that was the thought with that pick. I liked the pick. Um, I thought Andrew Booth would have, the Clemson corner was going to go ahead of him. Yep. Um, but uh, no complaints from me. I get it. And I'm okay with it for sure. Well, and I know from watching some, I, I can't remember who else I was watching, but apparently uh, Booth was, I may have actually been watching Titan Upload, and uh, he had Brochmo on with him. And the thing with Booth, he has back problems. Oh, so we know that's about those. that's why he fell. So you know, you think about if you take him at that point, then you have Farley, who's come back from back problems. You have Booth, who possibly has back pro. Like you, you just don't want that. And McCreary, he's a guy who he, I mean, between him and Burks. And you know, hey, yes, it's going to be biased. SEC, like a lot I, of the picks, like, SEC guys. Yeah, like I, I feel like that is to me top conference in college football. SEC. Mm-hmm. When you look at who these guys go up against, McCreary faced a lot of NFL level talent going against no Bama, going against some of these other SEC schools, and he held yeah. his own. I mean, he was a yeah. dog. So yeah. I. You know, I, I do. I'll tell you what. I, I like the pick, but at the time I was like, man, why did we not double down at receiver? But I wanted even now the- at 35. <laughs> I, I did pick. I get, I, and, and if Watson would have been there because the Packers traded ahead of us, I was, mm-hmm. I was like, Watson, Watson, Watson. Yep. But then at 35, even I was like, let's just trade back and get Sky Moore. You know, I, yep. I literally was like, but I'm with you. I, I would have liked to see that. But hey, we did get another wide receiver later who I'm sure we're going to touch on. But I, I like what yep. I saw out of him too. Yeah, so, you know, McCreary, again, out of everyone picked, he's not necessarily my favorite, but he's not my least favorite either. We'll move on now because the next It's like Fulton in the second round a few years ago. (laughs) It's like the same thing. We're going to look back and be like, damn, sneaky J-Rob with that one. (laughs) We didn't love that one, but it worked out, you know? That's right. So, another position that Titans fans were saying, hey, we need it. Thought it might happen in the first round mm-hmm. before everything went down, even though it's not the sexy pick, offensive lineman. And as I was, you know, I did several mock drafts leading up to the draft because, you know, just seeing how deep this draft was for offensive linemen, I was like, okay, the Titans could technically wait. Of course, one of the guys that I was looking at for him, Cole Strange, Bill Belichick, decides, hey, we want to take that guy at the end of the first round when – everyone has him mocked as like a third round talent but the titans end up taking nicholas petit friere i I think i'm saying that right i think you are too at at pick 69 so great pick there (laughs) uh uh, vrabel gets his ohio state guy yeah and you know yes he's a guy that he's gonna need some work i mean he may not have been the the best as far as NFL ready to go at that moment pick. But he can come in, Vrabel and everyone can work with him. 
He's versatile. He can play on the left side. He can play on the right side. I think he only gave up like two sacks last year. Yeah. I know Aiden Hutchinson gave him a couple of fits, but he also he held quite his a own. few offensive linemen fits. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but there's it, a reason why his feet are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's got good footwork. So, you know, he, he's a guy that I think more than likely what we'll see is Raidens is going to be our starting left guard. And I think uh, Nicholas Petit Friere is going to be our starting right guard, is what I'm feeling. Now, right guard, obviously, we, we'll, we, or I mean, right tackle. Right I was going to say, that's that's a hot take. Nate Davis, you're yeah. out of there. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was my, I meant right tackle. I, I, I got stuck yeah. on guard after Raidens. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's going to be the fit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and Jamarco I mean, Jones is going to play swing. Well, whoever yep. needs help. And Andrew Brewer, same thing. Those guys are going to bounce around. Andrew Brewer, obviously, on the interior there. But uh, Jamarco Jones can play right tackle at times. So, and, and hey, the second wave of free agency is coming. I wouldn't even be yep. surprised to see us get another uh, a right tackle, like a Riley Reefs out there. And, like, there's, there's just random right tackles that are available. Um, Dennis Kelly. But. Dennis I mean, Kelly, bring the boy back. Tim Kelly's on the squad. Now get Dennis Kelly back. I mean, um, um, I wanted to to bring this up. Can we just appreciate that we have a an NWI and an NPF? Yeah, on our teams. <laughs> I, I I really like that. I'm I'm gonna call him NPF out of fear yep. of messing up his name. Um, so I'm gonna call him NPF going forward, um, which I, I think I, is just sick. Uh, there, there's a lot of people in the nfl a lot of guys in the nfl i have trouble with their name so when i can abbreviate it like mpf i'm gonna do it i mean NPF. it's just yeah, I, eventually i'll hear jersey. it enough. yes just on the jersey just mpf <laughs> eventually after i hear it enough okay i might get decent at saying it but i don't like butchering these guys names because i know if i was in the nfl like i would want people to say my name right but you know it <laughs> So, it, it, yeah, I, I'll be referring to him a lot as just MPF. Uh, so uh, you, you're not alone there. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I'll tell you a little story. I was actually um, – so I live in Vegas. So I was at mm-hmm. Circa Sportsbook, which is on the on Fremont Street, Old Vegas. It's a new hotel that's out there, and they have this gorgeous stadium swim type thing where it's like 12 TVs, massive. You can gamble out there, cabanas, like five pools. Like it's it's wild. Right. And they had the draft on and pick 69s up there. And I did my reaction to my video. and I didn't look at it because I was like, is it Willis? Is it Willis? And then I turn around and I'm like, Nicholas. Per-, and I'm and like, I've had too many cocktails. <laughs> and I'm like, Nicholas. Well, and I can't say it. And then I just go, whatever, man. I, yeah. I At the time, I, I, I'd researched a lot of right tackles. I didn't research him. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that was me being uh, dull in my in my abilities, but I hadn't gone as deep as No Flag Films or you know some of these other guys had gone. And um, and the more I see, just see a versatile guy that just needs to get stronger. Seems like yep. he just needs to grow into his body a little bit. He hit the weight room, and um, you know I think having there's low expectation when you're a third round pick versus a second or a first and especially um coming into a position that could have another veteran presence at by the time the season starts um i sit there looking at that pick thinking this is a smart pick for depth but also if he balls out what's what's the harm 
right? Like, right. So I, I actually really like the pick. Um, I see a guy who started at Ohio State, and I see a guy that had to face big games, big opponents like a Hutchinson, and yep. and I'm like, you know what? He's gonna he's gonna do his thing. Versus, I do get frustrated when tackles from small schools such as Raddins got drafted. Cause I'm like yep. that he played five games, got drafted in the second round and he faced no one that got drafted. Meanwhile, these dudes are getting reps in the sec big t- like They're yep. getting the, the good reps. So I'm happy we did take a tackle that is battle tested in college versus someone who was kind of an unknown. Um, even if I didn't know who they were, I'm, I just mean right. unknown in terms of talent. So. Yeah. Like for me personally, which I, I'm excited to see what MPF can do. Give him a chance to come in. Like you said, not that much pressure, but I mm-hmm. believe Kennard from Kentucky was still on the board mm-hmm. when they drafted MPF. And that was the guy that I was big on because, again, he actually he was a right tackle at Kentucky. Like, that was his primary position. Can't remember. I, I don't know that he gave up any sacks last year. If he did, it wasn't that many. But he was a big guy. I was like, he would be perfect, you know, falling to the third round. He's a guy that you can pick up. He plays right tackle. Mm-hmm. So plays in the SEC. So that was kind of my preference. But again, high hopes for MPF. I hope he comes in, can do good. Definitely. And now I agree. The the pick that a lot of people are excited about and myself included. Yeah. I I'm excited for it, especially because of where the Titans were able to grab him at like the value at pick 86 have to trade up for it. But the value at pick 86 is just outstanding because you have a guy in, and I'll go ahead and put it up here for everyone. Malik Willis round three pick 86 a guy with so much potential and upside. Yes, he still needs some work, but everyone was talking about him being a first-round guy. He fell to the third round. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing to lose there. Take him. If he doesn't pan out, okay, you didn't spend a first-round pick on him. You used a third-round pick. But I think with just his raw talent, his arm strength, his ability to run, like that is tremendous upside. Yes, the negatives on him are his footwork. He he played at Liberty. I, I know his offensive line, from what I've been seeing, wasn't that great, so he did get a lot of pressure there. But the the other thing for me is his accuracy. He he needs to improve on that or his decision making because there's been times where. He makes a great decision, and then he turns around, and the next throw is just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, he's a rookie guy. I'm going to say this for all Titans fans. This is my thoughts. He doesn't need to touch the field this year. Like, at at all. Do not let him touch the field. If he touches the field, then... Something went wrong. Something went wrong. Tannehill has either suffered a very bad injury, and I'm going to say this. A lot of Titans fans may not like it. I've never been big on Logan Woodside, but if Tannehill gets hurt, put Woodside in. I mean, it. you you gain We got to remember, by, he might not make the roster. They might just go with Malik over him. Like, you they, have, we they have might. no idea. 
So, but if he does, like for me, a young guy in Malik Willis who has that raw talent, but could also be a guy who, if you throw in there too early and his confidence gets shattered, then it's done. Give him, I mean, you look at the Chiefs, Alex Smith's last year there. They bring Mahomes, they draft Mahomes. Mahomes sits behind Alex Smith, gets that time to learn, soak up everything he can, and then come in the next year, take over that team. Not saying Malik Willis is going to be Patrick Mahomes, but if you let the guy sit until next year, Tannehill, unless Tannehill absolutely balls out, and I think he would have to win the Super Bowl, he's gone next year. It's Let gonna, him take gonna over. Be, then. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. It's going to be hard for him to keep his keep his spot there with how much he's making. F- right. Funny story for you. So uh, before I got to where I currently work now, I did work in the NFL for the Seahawks and for the Chiefs. And I was with the Chiefs at the time, literally in the draft like party when they drafted Mahomes. And oh, wow. I'll tell you what. I worked for the Chiefs that training camp, um, and then before I ended up getting to where I am now in Vegas, and um, Everyone wanted Mahomes to play. Everyone was done with Alex Smith the whole year. The chat around the building, everyone was done because they're like, Alex is a game manager. Alex can't get us to the Super Bowl. Alex this, Alex that. Meanwhile, Patrick was making these incredible throws in practice, and he was Mm -hmm. young, and he had a different look, and he just was explosive and tell me where I'm not drawing the same comparisons that I'm drawing to Tannehill versus Malik. So I think that the buzz around the building is going to either do one or two things. It's either going to make Ryan Tannehill be the best he's ever been, or he's going to be the worst he's ever been. And I think that's interesting. And then I think the other thing is with the value of Malik at 86, the financials are not a risk at all. He's only guaranteed in four years, $921,000. To give you uh, an example of $921,000 on the Titans roster, that's what Darrington, Ellen, uh, Darrington Evans got for three years, <laughs> and he didn't play. So, like, if you think about it, like, there is no harm in having Malik be there, push Daniel, but also, yes, he's going to learn stuff. Yes, he's got a yep. year to get the playbook. Yes, he's got a year to see if we get, we keep Todd Downing or replace him with Tim Kelly, whatever it may be. Uh, I think that Malik is in the right situation, and he's mm-hmm. got another young guy in Traylon Burks to grow with. It's yep. cool when you get to grow at the same time. You have a first-round pick, and the guy that should have been the first-round pick, okay, he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he's got a guy to throw to for four years. So yep. I think that I think that Malik's in the right spot. I'm excited to see what he does. I don't want him to, like you said, confidence-wise, uh, get that shaken, but also I want him to take care of his body. And that first year can be used to really put the muscle where it needs to be, get yep. in the correct condition and everything. Because, you know, towards the beginning of the season, Malik, if you look at the stats, was a different human than he was in the last six games of, yep. of, of for Liberty. And I wonder how much of that is wear and tear and trying to do it all and whatever that is. And that comes with your body and your mind being in the right spot. So I think we give him a year to get, you know, mature, uh, more mature. And I think he's going to be a great quarterback for us, hopefully. And, um, yeah, I love the pick. I jumped in the pool, fully clothed yep. <laughs> when that pick happened. Uh, so I, I clearly liked it. Yeah, I, and 
again, just the value of getting him there. You mentioned it, you know, like there's no, there's really no risk there. And I know this whole year, there's going to be a lot of fans. Tannehill has a bad pass. Tannehill throws an interception. Tannehill does something wrong. Uh, Get him out of there. Whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, right now, Ryan Tannehill gives this team the best chance to win. 100%. Let let Malik develop more. Let him work with the quarterback coaches. Let him work with all these other guys. Let him work with Tim Kelly. I know uh, Power Hour, I believe, has an article out about the benefit of Tim Kelly being able to work with Malik. Yeah, Yeah. good article. It's... There's just so many more positives to setting him this year and then letting him take the reins next year. And, you know, I've been seeing this go around Twitter, and you mentioned it. He has another young guy in Burks that he can kind of develop with. And Music City Malik to Broadway Burks. I've been seeing that go around. I I like it. it. (laughs) Like I I, I like it a lot. But let's give it it. a year. I agree with you. We'll we'll kind of go quicker through these uh, yes, next picks. Like chat. I'm a, I'm a chatty guy. I, I, I am too. I, I I mean, when it comes to Titans football, I, like I like cutting it up and what breaking it down. Do? Therapist do. talk. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> that's, what we, right. that's what we do. <laughs> we talk I, I, may may have to turn this around and lay down on the couch over here behind the table and really get comfy so we can dive into this. But <laughs> tell me about your childhood. How old you yeah. become a Titans fan? <laughs> Uh, it, it all started back when I was uh, six or seven. Uh, so next, jumping to round four, the Titans take Hassan Haskins from Michigan. And this is a guy, I know a lot of people talk about how hard he is to bring down and how hard he runs. Uh, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, kind of, Best comparison I saw is actually like a Devontae Foreman because Titans fans were so upset when Foreman was gone. But you bring in Haskins, and he's a guy who's very similar. But the biggest thing for him right now is his ability on special teams to me. He's unreal, dude. He is a baller in punt coverage. Watching him go down on punt team – and just lay people out like it, it's amazing. And that's going to be the thing that honestly can help him make the team. Because oh, I know Will, Will Compton was like, damn, I ain't getting a spot. Yeah. <laughs> Will Compton saw that was like, damn, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> and, and, and we'll dive into this later. But you have to wonder if Vrabel was maybe in J-Rob's ear when it came to their last pick of the draft. Because you know Compton is tweeting throughout the whole draft about how many linebackers are going and you know, the Titans not taking any linebackers and all of a sudden last pick, Hey, will we got our linebacker. (laughs) So, but like I said, we'll dive into Haskins. Yeah. I I like Haskins. You know what I, what I will say is in the big games last year, he showed up and I, like I keep saying, I wanted guys that showed up in the big games. I wanted guys that seem ready for the moment. And Here's the thing. We don't know how healthy Derek's going to be next year. Let's just yep. be honest. Derek Henry didn't look like Derek Henry in that playoff game. 
I know he was rushed back. I know yep. all that. But the truth is, some t- you just need more people back there. I mean, uh, we have Hilliard, and I like the way Hilliard played. I actually thought that was the right choice, keeping Hilliard over Foreman um, in free agency. Um, but I, I, I see Haskins as a valuable, versatile player that's going to find reps in special teams. But mm-hmm. also, he can spell either of those two guys. And let's just remember, running backs get hurt. It's not a problem to have more guys. Darrington Evans is no longer on the roster. He's with the Bears, yep. sipping my ties with Dan Cruikshank. So let's just <laughs> let them go do their thing. And we need more depth, and I didn't see a problem with it. Yep, I, I'm same way. I, I like adding the depth, and again, the special teams play. And now, I, I know a lot of people excited about this pick as well. Yeah. At 143 in round four, Chig Okonkwo. Again, believe I'm saying that right. I'm just going to call him Chig. And <laughs> the dude is – he's going to bring a dynamic to this offense that we were missing last year with the tight ends. I know I'm mm-hmm. hearing comparisons to, like, Jonu. I'm hearing comparisons to Delaney Walker. But really, all we need to know about this guy is he fits the Titans' style of he's good after he gets the ball in his hands. The mm-hmm. yards after the catch, he's tough to bring down. He was the fastest tight end in this tight end class. Like, he's a guy that just get the ball in his hands, let him go to work, I, I like the pick. I, I think it was like the I first said, time in a while a t- there was a pick that J Rob just picked the best athlete. Yes. And like, you know, usually J Rob picks someone to fit in a hole. Well, this guy was the best athlete who fit a position of need at the time. You pair him with Hooper, 12 personnel is like my favorite thing of all time. Two tight ends, two wide receivers, one running back. I love yep. it, especially when the Titans aren't trotting out Ferkser who can't block. Yep. To save his life. And then you have Swaim, who just honestly, he's a good, he's like goodish. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but, but, but like he's not an athlete. Hooper and Chig should automatically be TN1, TN2. And then, yep. and then Swaim should be in goal line reps. But um, Swaim is the sneaky there. dude. Swaim yeah, is the sneaky. guy who he, he, he can block for you, but usually wherever he catches the ball at, that's as far as he's getting. I don't need Swain on the on a seam route on third yeah. and eight in the fourth quarter. I don't need that. So anyway, I like the pick. I think Chig is going to be um, a dynamic player. He's obviously very raw. I mean, mm-hmm. you 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 see his route tree that he ran. A lot of times they just did jet sweeps with him because he's so damn good once yep. he got the ball. So uh, I think we're going to find ways to get the ball in his hand. I don't think he'll be the main receiving option. I think that would be Hooper. Yep. at the tight end position, but I do think he's going to make a difference in splash plays, which is something that we all know we missed last year once mm-hmm. Derek went out. The splash plays went down significantly, and so I hope that he brings that to the offense and just as another dimension and weapon. Yeah, well, he brings that dynamic back. Of, you think back to, like, the tight end screens that we had with Jono. Like, we can reincorporate that now because we have a guy that is athletic enough to do them and yeah. we'll we'll keep moving on here then we get our next receiver our other receiver kyle phillips round five pick 163 uh you know he's a guy that's good in the slot he's not going to be the fastest guy but he's one of those slot guys who first five yards 
he's going to find a way to get open. And again, a guy who's going to be competing for the special team stuff, punt returner, like, I, I don't have much to say on him. Again, yeah. I wish the Titans would have took another receiver earlier in the draft. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I'm not against Phillips, but uh, just not overly excited about the pick. Let, let's, let's be honest. Looking at the tight end room, if you go down past Burks, Woods, NWI, okay. Then after that, you got – Racy McMath and Dez and Mason Kinsey and Hollister. And you're starting to be like, when I'm sitting there watching (laughs) Cody Hollister as our wide receiver X on uh, against the Patriots, I'm like, we really could use this win today. This is who we have. Um, I think adding a guy like Phillips who just was sneaky, just sneaky. Good. He, and he also had some good punt returns too. Um, I think he's an instant upgrade over Chester Rogers. And just in comparison, I think just, and and that's fine. Cost wise, he's going to be better than Chester as well. Being only a fifth round pick. So personally, I I understand that was a one for one swap. Chester Rogers, no longer on the roster. Get Kyle Phillips made sense to me. I was fine with it. Like you, wish we would have got a big wide receiver in this draft, mm-hmm. but um, it is what it is. And we'll move right along. Round six, pick 204, Theo Jackson from Tennessee. I mean, again, personally, being a volunteer fan, I, I like Jackson. I like what he brings to the table. He's very versatile on the defensive side of the ball. I feel like and, and again, I know he's a six-round pick, but we've saw six-round picks can make the team. I think he can fill that Crookshank role. I mean, you think about that okay. role that Crookshank played for us last year, you know, going up against the tight ends and this and that. Like, I, I think he, Jackson, is versatile enough to take over that role. That's why I was actually wanting another safety in this draft because we need someone to replace uh, Crookshank, you know, they don't have to be out on the field all the time, but when you throw certain packages out there, he can be a guy that can make a difference. Yeah. Special teams too. That's yep. another spot where he, he can make an impact. Um, we drafted Brady breeze as our late round safety the year prior, and he didn't even make the team. So right. as far as I'm concerned, if Theo makes the team, that's a, that's an upgrade in that spot. Right. And then last pick round six, two nineteen. Chance Campbell, uh, I mean, I, I really don't have much to say on him. At At this point, I was kind of zoned out. I didn't do any research on It's Chance been a Campbell. long three days. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I I think that, again, another SEC guy, he, he's played against good competition. Uh, I, I think that he is one of those linebackers that he's a good blitzing linebacker and he can blow some stuff up but again you're talking about linebacker round six I know you know later round guy you look at David Long Jr. I can't remember exactly where we took him in that 2019 draft six rounds as well six rounds so you know you can't I'm not going to say that Chance Campbell can't make the team because you look at how David Long Jr. has made his name, how he's come up. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's that chance. No, no, no pun, pun intended, intended there. <laughs> but 
I, uh, I do know this. He's a great coverage linebacker. He had okay. the best coverage stats out of any um, inside linebacker in the SEC. So right. I, I, I do know that. So um, maybe maybe he's a little diamond in the rough. We'll have to see. Could be. So that covers all of the Titans 2022 draft class. Pretty now, good haul. Pretty good haul. It, it, it was. I mean, nine picks and add depth in places, fill in some holes. Going to be interesting to see how things pan out going forward. Before we jump into the Ryan Tannehill stuff, I want to ask you, what guy do you think has the biggest impact? What rookie has the biggest impact this next season for the Titans? I mean, it's got to be the guy that's the second best odds to win rookie of the year, right? Uh, Traylon Burks got to be the guy that's going to have the biggest impact. I think if he you know, can bring uh, anything that resembles um, a productive wide receiver one or two, that's a win in his rookie year. You mentioned 700 yards and six touchdowns as a baseline. I'd be thrilled with that. Just mm -hmm. as long as he's healthy and he's contributing to the team, he doesn't have to get 1,200. He doesn't have to have a Justin Jefferson type first few years to his career. He just needs to be good and contribute and win his battles when we need it. Um, yep. And so I, th I think he's in a good spot to grow with, Robert Woods, and then also looking forward to the future if you go past this year with him and Malik going side by side. And, and I think so. I would say Traylon Burks has a really bright future with this team. I'm excited for him, and I think he's going to – I think he's going to do better than that 706 that you, you're mentioning. Um, well, but I think I think he'll have a huge impact next year. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, and I'll go – since you went Burks, I'll go different. I think the – it's kind of a toss-up for me for the next guy in line that would have the biggest impact. You know, it would be easy to go with McCreary since he was our second-round pick. But I'm going to go with Chig Okonkwo. I'm going to say the the dynamic that he brings to our tight end room, I think that's a guy that can sneak in and have a huge impact for the Titans this next season. And now – to kind of start closing the show out, we'll hit on all of the Tannehill stuff. And really, there's – I, I got to give Tannehill props. He knew this was the first time he was going to address the media since yeah. the loss to the Bengals. He stood up there and faced that firing squad because, I mean, let's face it, he knew how these questions were going to go. Also, yeah. props to Tannehill for opening up about how – that game affected him. How talking about his mental health, having to go to therapy. I mean, we're seeing therapy. now more and more players talk about that. Yeah. And you know, all these people attacking him over that, like, come on now, y'all, y'all gotta do better. Like the the dude is talking about one of his most vulnerable moments. So I'm gonna put that out there. But the biggest thing that came from this was when asked about, you know, if he knew that the Titans were going to draft Malik Willis and all of that, ha working with the guy who is essentially going to be coming to try and take his job. Tannehill talks about, and I know you tweeted out the exact quote, uh, but he talks about how it's going to be, they're going to be sharing that quarterback room. They're going to be watching the same film, same tape. They're going to be competing. 
learning, but he does not feel it is his job to mentor Malik. And that sent not only Titans Twitter, but all of Twitter, all of sports, NFL Twitter, into a frenzy. So I know you've tweeted about this. I've tweeted about this. For me, my thought is Tannehill stood up there facing that firing squad, and for one moment, he slipped up and said a little bit more than he should have. With the response that he gave, I feel like it would have been just fine if he would have left that one statement out. Nothing could have been made of it, mm-hmm. but it's out there. And, you know, yes, you have players who carry a different mentality. Like, there's a lot of got NFL players that have weighed in, like, oh, well, I mentored these young guys when they come in. Like, that could be player preference. I mean, yeah, I, I saw people make the argument of, hey, if you're paying me 30-something million dollars and you come in and tell me, hey, this guy's going to be cheaper than you, he's going to start doing your job, and take over for you. I need you to mentor him and train him. I've saw people say, okay, like, yeah, hey, I, I'll do that. You're still paying me right now? Like, yeah. Yeah. But Tannehill, he's a he's a competitor. He's obviously, if Malik has questions, I don't think he's just going to give him the cold shoulder and, you know, lock Whoa. him out. Yeah. Like, again, for me, I just think the comment would have been better left not being said. Uh, but what's your thoughts? I'll be honest. I'm good with the comment. Um, okay. Here's why. It's because Ryan Tannehill, he lost that game against the Bengals, and everyone wanted to hear from him right after the game. He didn't go to the podium. Yep. Okay. Then what happens? He's posting these Celsius things, and people are making a big deal about those. Okay. Where's Ryan? Oh, he's not at voluntary workouts. Okay. AJ gets traded. Ryan didn't text the Traylon Burks. He's taken, he literally every move that yep. he's making or not making, <laughs> people are mad at him about. Okay. So then he goes to the media. The question before the Malik Will or Malik Willis is going to take your job. How do you feel about that question? Was how does it feel to be paid so much that you, your contract is so big? They had to get rid of your best receiver yeah. because you make too much money. So people don't know. They see the 17 clip that P, PK Paul Kahersky posted. They yep. don't know that the first 19 minutes of that were, hey, Ryan, do you believe that being a quarterback, you should be here to lead your team at involuntary workouts? Exactly. He's like, yeah, but, you know, I was dealing with some stuff. If if Ryan Tannehill thinks the best thing for him to succeed is to spend an extra seven days with his family instead of go to voluntary workouts, I'm fine with that. Yep. And you know, I agree. from your job, do you need to go on vacation every once in a while? Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, like my opinion on Ryan saying the mentor comment in particular is when you're saying you're going to be a mentor, that indicates a passing of the torch. Right. Ryan Tannehill is entering this season with, I can still lead this team to a Super Bowl victory. Yep. I need to prove myself. I need to be the best Ryan Tannehill. I'm not done. I'm not ready 
to be just a mentor. Like right. when when they asked Brett Favre to be Aaron Rodgers' mentor, he's like, "Bro, I'm I'm literally getting you to the NFC Championship game. What? Right. Why do I need a mentor? This guy." So like, I think, and the same thing with uh, I forget who it was, Flacco. Flacco was like, "Bro, I just won a Super Bowl. Like, wh- why do you need me to mentor right. this dude?" So I think that people need to realize that Ryan Tannehill is entering this season with the mentality of everyone's against me. Everything I do, everyone's against me. For the last three months, people have said I need to be replaced. For the last three months, people say I can't play in January. For whatever. I came out of the press conference actually liking Ryan Tannehill more. Right. And I, the reason is just because I think that like he, d- people thought he just didn't care. And the right. truth is he cared so much he was struggling with his day-to-day life doing simple things. He was embarrassed by how he played. And and honestly, other than three or four throws, he played a damn good game. Right. Like if you, I watched, I've watched the game like freaking like five times. He played a pretty good game. So not to get fired up about it, but I just think Ryan <laughs> takes a bad rap for what's he done. He's revitalized Titans football. When Mariota was the quarterback in that Broncos game, our season was in the tank. We yep. were done. We were nowhere near a division championship or going to the AFC championship game. Well, guess what? Ryan got us to back-to-back AFC champion or AFC, excuse me, AFC South titles. Right. We have a good shot at a third one. And guess what? He's going to have a chance to redeem himself in January. So I, I think that people are forgetting about the fact that this is a competition, but Ryan Tannehill has the reins and Ryan Tannehill is doing this for Ryan Tannehill. He's right. not checked out. He wants to win. So I think that's, that's what people aren't, aren't realizing um, with that. And I get the excitement over Malik, and I think that's pro- part of it. I think when you have a guy as talented as Malik, it's just like nudging, constant nudging. You right. want to see him play. You want to see what can you do? Do something. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think that that makes Ryan Tannehill his seat hot when he's just – literally has no reason to be replaced right now. Right. Literally not a single reason. So I give Ryan Tannehill mad pop props. Um, this account, Corey as well, Titans therapy. We actually really um, commend Ryan for what he said about mental health. Right. Um, obviously our name Titans therapy is kind of a joke, but we never want any player or any person or any account to be feeling negative about themselves. And we didn't participate in the Ryan Tannehill bashing in, in terms of on Twitter, um, right. calling him out and saying he sucked and whatever. We were just disappointed. Um, just said, wish he wouldn't have done that bubble screen or whatever. We weren't like, right. this guy's trash. You know, like I, I think that sometimes we forget they're athletes and we're just sitting be, behind the scenes on the couch or doing our own show. And these guys right. have real lives. So it, um, exactly. And yeah, you know, like you said, him, obviously people wanted for so long him to come out and talk about that game thinking he didn't care. And like you mentioned, he cared so much. It was affecting his everyday life. He couldn't and that sleep affects his night. wife. That affects yep. his kids. That affects everything. Like, and, and that how the start of his off season goes by it being like that, him not being able to sleep at night because he's replaying the game in his head. Like I can understand even more of why he needed those extra couple yeah. of weeks with his family. And again, it was voluntary workouts, people. I mean, come on. If your job tells you, hey, you can come in for these voluntary work hours, you know, really not going to affect your pay, you know, any. But if you just want to come in and build some, you know, chemistry with the other people at work, like, no, you're not going to go to that. You're, you're going to, no, nah, yeah. I'll, I'll see you in a couple of weeks when I actually have to be there. 
But Facts. I will say I've went on record on my show here saying when it comes to Ryan Tannehill, regular season, I have all the faith in him in the world. My biggest thing on Ryan Tannehill, I'm not going to be bashing him all the time. I'm not going to be going to his wife's Instagram post, tell commenting like, hey, why is Ryan in hiding? Blah, 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 whatever type mm-hmm. some fans have done. Like, that's taking it too far. My mm-hmm. thing is, when it comes to the postseason, I want him to prove me wrong. As of right now, after the last couple of years, I've been at the point, I'm at the point now where, okay, I don't know that you can lead our team to this point. Not trust you, but I want you to prove me wrong. Prove me that you can get to that next step. Prove to me that you can lead this team to the Super Bowl. And I will sit mm-hmm. here and say, hey, you proved me wrong. And But like you said, I'm not going to be constantly bashing him. And no matter what he says right now, you mentioned people are going to tear him apart. And that's, that's why – and that's why, for me personally, I felt like, okay, but again, he stood up there and, like you mentioned, he was asked about his pay. Like, hey, that pretty much kept him from paying AJ. Like, just the questions that led up to that one. Yeah. I think that it did get to him some. And honestly, like I said, I feel like if he went back, if he could go back to that moment, especially with all the hate that he's getting now, which I don't know. He may like that hate now. It's putting that chip on his shoulder. I'm seeing a fired up Ryan Tannehill heading into this season. And he may not change that quote, but I'm like, since everyone has him under a microscope, that's why I felt like, okay, that comment probably should have been left out because that's what people are going to, they found their next target. They fixated fixated on it. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, again, people are going to have their opinions on it. People are, they, they can have their opinions. I'm not going to sit here and say that you can't this and that, but just really think about what all this guy has been through, what all he opened mm-hmm. up about. Like, and what we're doing got, to him. Exactly. Like We're, we're all part of it. This team. Yeah. So, he wants to win just as bad as we want him to win. Exactly. And I'm not going to hate on him. (laughs) Right. So that's going to be really all that we have for tonight. Went on, uh, you know, great conversation. Went on longer than I thought we would. (laughs) But, hey, when you're talking about the Titans, that's easy to do. Mm -hmm. Everyone, go follow Titans Therapy on Twitter, at Titans Therapy. Go subscribe to their YouTube channel, Titans Therapy. They put out great videos. I mean – Sometimes they say what we all want to say. They hop on there. They have their segments. If they need to rant, they rant. And (laughs) it's good. So, you know, go give them a follow. Go subscribe. Again, they put out great content. Uh, Go follow me on Twitter. Twitter is at Titans underscore time. Instagram, Titans time podcast. Facebook, Titans time. If you're still watching on YouTube, go subscribe. I really appreciate it. Like the video, share the video out. Audio version, as I mentioned, will be up later tonight. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go check it out. Follow it. Follow me on those platforms. Leave that five-star rating. Leave any comments. Again, love the interaction. Love getting other people's thoughts. Having Gavin on here, we didn't agree on everything. There were a couple of things. Not supposed I mean, to. 
Exactly. And it, he brought to light some things that I hadn't even thought about. So yeah. it's good to just have that conversation, build it up. And when you go about it the right way and actually respect each other's opinions, Hey, it's a lot easier to do <laughs> like, mm, for so, sure. and again, that's going to be all that we have for you tonight. This has been Titans time. And as always, tighten up.